Salutations, everybody. This is John Kyle Law coming to you today with episode 14 of the Dark Matter Myth Podcast. This one here is called The N-Word Lovers. Thanks for tuning in. Early on in our lifetimes, we're taught to um, surrender our sovereignty to a higher power. We're taught to surrender our autonomy, our judgment, and even our common sense toward a higher power. Now living in the United States, this higher power comes in a multitude of different shapes and sizes. It comes in a form of consumerism. It comes in a form of religion. And it also comes in a form of seeking medical advice. Oftentimes when trying to cure our anxiety, when finding a remedy for our depression, we're prescribed an external force in hopes to be the ultimate solution in what we're looking for. You know, oftentimes throughout my day, I see people etching time out to smoke. Somewhere down the line, we all have been tricked into believing the action of smoking will be our remedy, will be our method of shedding tension and overcoming in reality, all we are, all we become, are people tricked into purchasing a product that will ultimately kill us or hinder our health. When in reality, all we need to do is go inward. Consider this. The act of smoking is nothing more than the act of breathing. But we've become so interdependent on external forces that we're scared to breathe alone. We're scared to inhale and exhale without the veil of consumerism backing us up. How weird must it be if we were to walk into a park and There'd just be an individual there, on his own, by himself, breathing deeply. Like, you would look twice, and you would probably say something like, what's what's this guy's problem, right? But we take a look at the same guy, and we give him a cigarette in his hand. And now he's breathing deeply. And with every exhale, there's a cloud of smoke. Suddenly, this picture becomes more acceptable and more tolerable and more normal. Well, why is that? The reason is because since we were young, we've been programmed to be scared of what lies inward. The last thing society wants you to be 
is an inward lover. To fortify this claim, let's uh, scratch the surface. And when I mean surface, I mean the superficial. And we'll take a look at the cosmetic industry. And in 2019, the cosmetic industry worldwide grossed a total market value of $380 billion. To further this, we could look at um, cosmetic surgery. And cosmetic surgery in 2021 grossed a total market value of $71.5 billion, right? And by 2030, it's estimated to grow to over $200 billion. Digging a little bit deeper, if we take a look at the medical industry, pharmaceuticals, and we take a look at the antidepressant market, um, in 2019, the antidepressant market was valued at almost $12 billion. Now, doing the math, if we add these up, we get about a total of $500 billion. Divide that by 365 for every day of the year, and we get a profit, a daily profit, of around $13 million. Now, there was once a, a word in the English language, and right now it precedes me at the moment, but it meant one of its many meanings meant an ignorant person. And whatever that word was, oftentimes many of us fit that definition of being ignorant people. And we're ignorant to surrender our wherewithal to these corporations who have a vested interest in keeping us in a subjective manner. When encapsulated in such a mindset, we become slaves to the expectations of others. We become slaves to the social construct. And we become slaves to whatever product is on the shelf, which will temporarily suppress our deep-rooted and chronic condition we're in. But that's just suppression. Suppression is a temporary thing. How do we get to a place in which we're able to completely heal and to completely transcend from whichever deep-rooted afflictions might be plaguing us? The solution is to go inward. If we take a look at the Bible, to the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 27, and it says, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. Stepping away from traditional translations, um, if we take a look at the word Lord, the Lord is usually higher power or authority and just by reading this simple passage what it does for me
is reaffirm the fact that any higher authority isn't magically or creepily overseeing us in some weird sky dominion somewhere. But what it tells me is that the ultimate authority on everything experiences everything through each and every one of us. So essentially, your experiences and your spirit, your inward light, are amongst the most important things that have ever come into existence. And to dim your inward light and to not let it shine at its fullest potential are among the greatest disservices one can do toward the entire collective. You know, since we already cracked open the Bible today, I figured we can look a little bit deeper and go inward. I mean, really inward. And today we're going to look at the origins of the Christian church. And one of the main reasons I like talking about Christianity within this podcast is because the vast amount of people within our society identify themselves as Christians. So I like to hold their feet to the fire, for lack of a better word. But let's, let's go deep and let's go inward to the beginning. There was a place called Antioch, and it was in Syria. And this would be the church, this would be the first place where Christians would identify themselves as Christians. And there were a number of teachers in this church. To uh, follow this, we can check out the book of Acts in the Bible, chapter 13, verse 1. Now, without me reading this verse, um, a couple of people here were identified, and they were identified as prophets and teachers. Some of their names are Barnabas and Lucius. Lucius was from a place called Cyrene, and Cyrene is in a place we now know as Libya. That's in northern Africa. But among these people were also a character, a person known as Simeon. Now, if you check out Acts 13, verse 1, you're able to see something really particular about Simeon. And I won't spoil it here, but Simeon was a person who was able to go in and he must have been because it takes a very special person a person who is deeply in tune with what lies inward in order to be at the inception of one of the most sacred sites there's ever been for the history of mankind 
looking back to what that one word I couldn't remember earlier. You know, um, man, I feel it, but for some reason right now, I don't remember it. it it's slipping my, my, my memory somehow, but, um, I do know one of its definitions meant ignorant people. And 1,500 years later, after the inception of the Church of Antioch, collectively, we've taken a bunch of people who, um, if memory serves me correctly, were identified under the same banner as Simeon took them across the world and made them once again into that word which slips me at the time being. Naturally, when I get overwhelmed or if I'm trying to cope with something, especially during the time of exercise, but even without exercise, one thing that's normal to do is breathe thing that isn't pushed forward, a bit of knowledge that isn't common knowledge, is that just by breathing, you can change your state. By consciously switching your breath, you can go from a state of excitement to a state of tranquility and serenity. And it works the opposite way. You could go from completely relaxed then into a state of combativeness just by consciously changing your breathing patterns. Now this knowledge is very valuable and its application is very important because if one can't control their breath, if one can't control their means of respiration, what real control do they have over their lives? At all times, each and every one of us, you and I, are three gasps away from death. Three simple breaths, and we can be no more. You know, sometime right after that first breath, that immediate loud cry we do when we're first born. It's easy to misinterpret every breath after that due to its availability as a birthright, when instead we should probably be looking at each breath as a gift. A gift that's been harnessed and cultivated over process of billions of years just so we can take inwardly and use it to propel ourselves forward. Considering this line of thought, could it be disrespectful to taint each breath we take, to taint the gift that we take so casually? This remains an open question, and it remains an open question because 
short-sightedness overall disregard remain the calling card of the typical human being you know we disregard many things we disregard our instincts we disregard our environment we disregard our sensibilities and more importantly we disregard our history in regards to history the framework for our history is often darker than the tale that they like to tell come from somewhere, we all are going somewhere, and before you can properly love me as a neighbor, it is best to love who you are first, and what lies inward of yourself. So uh, once again, this is John Kyle Law. Coming to you today with episode 14 of the Dark Matter Myth Podcast. This was a tricky one right here, but um, I want to thank you for listening. Um, in the future, I got some big news coming up, but uh, that's not here or there right now. Just keep tuning in, you know, keep sharing, keep spreading the word, and um, you know, I'm always focused on putting out good material, good art words with a powerful message and messages and perspectives like the one you listen to today will uh, be the difference between me and other content creators so uh, once again this is John Kyle Law coming to you today with uh, one of those messages again and uh, peace and much love